0: You're now tuned into the Lit Podcast. Keep it locked. If I can start my life over, go back into time I will fix every wrong, change every line Do it the right way, the better way, love a little more Faith is the kid, it opens up all doors If I can let go the past and reach for my future I need the most high directing me of my future when I lay to rest My pain will be over, I wish sometimes I can start my life all over Amen, amen, amen. Father, we just thank you for this day. We just thank you for this time to pause in your presence, Lord God, giving us wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Thank you for the fellowship. Even through the internet, even through the Zoom call, we're still able to fellowship. We're still able to you know, connect with each other with, through technology. Lord, you are great. You are awesome and you're wonderful. i step back, Lord God, and you step forward. Use me as your mouthpiece. I'm nothing but an instrument and you are the conductor. And I ask it all in Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Man, this message uh, is, is actually, I have a pretty funny story. Um, The particular message that I'm preaching today is literally the same topic that I preached last year. And after, and I don't know how, um, I don't know, God had gave me something different because God had uh, changed the message throughout the week and I was like, oh Lord, you want me to preach this? But today I didn't realize it was the same type of message. And um, it was funny. I was looking through. It was a message that I preached like three years ago and I was looking for it on my uh, YouTube because it just hit me. And I was like, I'm going to listen to it before uh, before church this morning. I couldn't find it. But I stumbled upon the message that I preached last year and I compared the notes and I was like, wait a second, Lord, you gave me something totally different. Than the message that I preached last year. So that goes to show you no matter what, if you read the Bible, the same scripture over and over and over again, God would give you a different revelation out of it. Most of the times uh, we go to church and we hear something like, you know what? I heard that already, but there's something about when God really gets that down into your spirit. It's like, wait a second. I never thought about it that way. I know, you know what? I never, I never thought about it that way. So God does stuff, you know, differently, gives us different revelations just in his word. It's like so many views that you can get out of just reading one scripture. That's how powerful his word is. Let me get started. Um, the secret sauce. When you think about, you know, KLC, Arby's, and, you know, the good food. I know we just got through fast and all that good stuff. You know, you think about the Sunday dinner. You know, it's something about that. <laughs> I know everybody probably might be hungry after this, but um, that's something that, you know, your mom, your grandma, anybody that, that cooks. But it, when you taste it, it's something different about that sauce. Or about that flavor and you like wow what did you put in this and they're like hey I can't tell you all of my secrets I can't tell you everything but there's something different about when you tasting the KLC Arby's or any of that kind of stuff they got this this secret sauce and and today I want to bring to you the secret sauce to God's blessings Matthew 7 and 7 verse was well, 7 through 8 the Bible says Ask, and it should be given to you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and the door will be open to you. For everyone, everyone who asks receives, and he seeks finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be open to you. I'm going to uh, continue to verse 9. For what man is there among you who is, if if his son asks for bread, will he give him stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will you give him a serpent? If if then if you being if you then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father, keyword who is in heaven, give good things to those? who asked him that's ask seek knock that is the secret sauce that 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 mm-mm good to to God's blessings that's that that's that secret sauce we gotta ask seek and knock I'm gonna get right into it ask um i and when God had gave me this message and and it was totally different When I was thinking about it, it it's like when you asking him, you got to have a heart check. (laughs) You got to make sure that your heart is right when you're asking God for something, because sometimes we can be in our emotions. We can, we can be like, Lord, you know what? They're getting on my nerves at the job. I just need you to fire all of them. I just need you to do. We have ill intentions. We have those, those wrong motives sometimes when we're asking God for stuff. So first, before asking God for anything, we got to have our motives. We got to have our heart correct. The scripture in 1 Samuel 16 and 7. 1 Samuel 16. 16 and 7 the word of the Lord says but the Lord said to Samuel do not look at his appearance or at his physical physical stature, because I have refused him let me stop right there so a person can be having all of this stuff you know looking like godliness and asking him asking God, but have the wrong heart motive, but I refused him. Oh, you might look good on the outside, but God still refuses you. especially if you're asking God with the wrong type of motives. Let me continue. For the Lord does not see as man sees. For man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. The Lord Looks at the heart. God knows exactly how your heart is. And sometimes that can delay the blessing that can delay that answer because he's like, I know exactly where your intentions are. But I'm going to get into that a little bit later. Ask according to his will. I mean, we've always said this many, 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 many times. Even Prophet Tiffany had uh, spoke about this on Friday about asking according to His will. And what is His will? His will is in His word. His will is in His word. And I'm gonna get it. And I'm gonna get deeper into that uh, part a little bit later. But like when you dive into His word. And you understand who he truly is, you can be able to ask things according to his will and his word because we can sit there and just start asking stuff and we wonder why it doesn't come to pass because we're not asking according to his will and to his word you know we're asking stuff uh grudgingly out of you know necessity we're just asking you know random stuff because people will you know put it out of mind well you can just ask god anything and it'll come but you got to make sure that it's according to his will and according to to his word now the one thing that really stuck out to me is when you're asking uh god for something you know you get getting that secret sauce in that pot and it's staring up you gotta watch out for decoys <laughs> you gotta watch out for decoys because the enemy or well, let me before i get uh into that second corinthians 11 14 through 15 Second Corinthians eleven fourteen through fifteen. The word of the Lord says, and no wonder, for Satan himself transformed himself into an angel of light. Therefore. If it is no great thing, if his ministers also transform themselves into ministers of righteousness for, I mean, whose end will be according to their works. So when you're asking God for stuff, you definitely have to watch out for those decoys. You know, you might say, Lord, I need um, I need some more money. For example, I need some more money, well, You notice around this time in the world, there's commercials everywhere. You turn on the radio. The first thing you hear is, hey, today, if you have a checking account, if you have, uh, you know, money saved up, you can apply for this $1,500 loan and it can get to you in uh, 24 hours. And you're like, Lord, you know, is that you? You know, I, I just prayed for some more money. But the thing is, you would jump right in onto it and not. to read the fine print see in those fine prints there's not in in those loans they're not going to tell you that yo you might be able to get that $1,500 within the in the next hour in the next 24 hours directly into your bank account but they don't tell you that guess what paying it back you might end up have to pay double and we like lord that is that is you but you gotta watch out for those, those decoys, that stuff that jumps out at you. And, um, and, you know, you can't jump on every opportunity that presents itself first. That's how, that's how, that's why so many people are getting sucked in to the, the scams of this world, to the deceitfulness of this world, because they are listening to the first thing that comes up and not asking God and not, and, uh, you know, an um, You know, putting an analysis towards this and saying, God, is this really you or is this a decoy? Because we already know the word says that Satan would dress himself up just like an angel of light, It's just like for people that are are dating and stuff like that. They're, you know, they're looking for, um, you know, particular husband and uh, wife. And the first thing they do, they see Prince Charming, but then they so head over heels, and they wants to get into a relationship, a relationship so badly that per- they don't even, you know, look deeper or interview that person and look into deeper into their heart because the person's not going to give you them a right off the bat. That can be pretty much that wolf and sheep clothing. You're looking at that sheep, and like that sheep is wonderful. That that whiteness, that that wool on that sheep looks so good but if you look closer you might see some fangs (laughs) you might see some you know some teeth from that wolf so you gotta watch out for those decoys especially when you're asking God for stuff those those false blessings you know you know but then you gotta also think some people be like well 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 what if God gives it to you right off the bat that comes with discern discernment When you discern that it's from God, then you be able to move forward. But sometimes you got to be able to analyze the situation, especially when you're asking for stuff, especially when the devil is already, you know, looking at your resume and he he doesn't know your future, but he knows your potential. So he's going to come at you either way it goes. So watch out for those decoys, because. Things are not always what it seems, you know, and not always what it seems. That's just like the whole illustration about the mirror, like, um, you know, in the uh, side view mirror of a car. You know, the, the uh, it'll say stuff like that, the, you know, that the object is closer than than what it than where it appears. So sometimes things might not be exactly how you you want it to be this way. But it's not the way we sometimes see it always. And the thing is, in in those times, we have to be, you know, mindful. We have to really just ask God for wisdom strength and knowledge the first thing is wisdom we really have to ask him for wisdom and we have to be in the spirit when we're asking him we got to be like you know what lord is this you we got to take some time and really asking them things you know sometimes the deal might be sweet but sour at the same time <laughs> that deal might be sweet it might be ooh, wait, you know what this is a deal i cannot pass up but sometimes, if you look a little deeper and you look back on it, it was sour at the same time. I'm going to give you a funny story. Um, back in 2014, after I got into uh, this car wreck, my, uh, I had a 95 Toyota Avalon. It was, it was total, you know, suffered a couple of injuries. And at that time, I desperately needed a car. I desperately needed a car. And see, um, I went to a place called Auto Nation. And I didn't do no research on it. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't have no knowledge about interest rates. I didn't have no knowledge about, um, <laughs> you know, down payments and stuff like that. I just went in there because I desperately needed a car. And I was uh, flipping through the magazines. I saw stuff on Google and they were saying that, yo, we got this car right here that you can get it for zero down and, you know, 200 some dollars a month. I'm like, you know what? I can afford that. You know, I'm, I'm working my job. I'm, I'm back working. I'm doing my overtime. You know what? I can afford that. Zero down. I, man, you can't beat that with a stick. And then when I got up to the lot, um, I filled out the paperwork. And then I didn't realize that my credit score was like in the 500s or something. I think it was 536 or something like that. And I, you know, I thought okay, five hundred is good. You know, I thought it was good, and um, they told me at the end, you know, you'd be paying three hundred and forty some dollars, and and it was a, and, and not to mention that this is a two thousand and four Chevy Impala. It was a two thousand and four Chevy Impala, 72,000 uh, 72, miles on it already. And you know most GM cars, if you don't keep them up, you know they'll break down on you quick, fast, in a hurry. So you know I ain't thinking about that. I'm just being real. <laughs> but you know I ain't thinking about that. I just need a car. You know I'm like this deal is sweet. You know he said, okay, I ain't have to pay zero down, but I had to pay three hundred and forty some dollars a month. And then um, I thought in my head, you know the car, the car was worth uh literally maybe seven thousand dollars but after the interest rates and all this other stuff it ended up being like ten or eleven thousand but in my mind i don't care the deal looks sweet i ain't gotta pay nothing down well you know most of the times in our heads we're thinking well guess what i'ma just save some money and i'm gonna double up on the payments that didn't happen <laughs> that didn't happen and so i end up well let me pay four hundred dollars a month and my interest rate was a 21 that is no lie my interest rate was a 21 if i can find that paperwork today and show y'all that interest rate was a 21 i didn't know anything about an interest rate until a few years later down the line my uh fast forward the car started breaking down it was something with the injectors uh, I had to get the Cadillac converter replaced. You know, they was talking, they was giving, you know, in that deal, it was so sweet because they was telling you, hey, um, you can get this warranty, and you know, in the commercials, you ain't gotta pay nothing out of pocket for insurance. If you listen to the radio, you always hear something about auto warranty. Well, I fell into that, and I was paying this extra $150 a month, and I didn't realize that it did not cover those major things it was stuff like little oil changes maybe a little tune up or uh, some transmission work or something like that it didn't cover no cadillac converter it didn't count on it didn't um you know cover the injectors I had to get so many tires i had to get a fuel pump i paid just a more i paid more money on the car than for what it was really worth that was that decoy Sometimes we get stuck. We get sucked in into you know Satan's divide. That's exactly how Adam and Eve got tricked because it was a decoy. That that apple, you know, he gave them those false beliefs, telling them, "Say, hey, you eat this right here, you will be just like God." And that's exactly what happened to me in this Impala situation. And and I didn't realize all of this stuff until. I was like, okay, I need another car. But by that time, I already knew you know, the interest rates. I already knew that I was paying over way too much for this car. And when I uh, went to go get the, the Honda that I have now, the person was like, let me see, because I ain't put that many miles on it because I ain't really travel like that. That car, I paid $11,000 for it and some change. It was only worth 1,700 in a trade. Talk about got bamboozled, but that's how Satan does it sometimes. If we do not ask according to his will, if we do not watch out for those decoys, we would get sucked right on in. And the car was only worth that much. And I was like, well, I thought it was going to be worth at least three thousand. I thought they was going to end up having negative equity that I had to roll over to another car. But I was like, wow. (laughs) <laughs> it, the, the deal might seem sweet, but it might be sour at the same time. Let me uh, move on. Seek. Sometimes when we're seeking God, you know, we done already asked him according to his will. We got to get into solitude. And that's something that I'm really learning, you know, that, you know, we got to separate, you know, separate ourselves away from everybody else. We got to get into that prayer closet. We got to get some alone time with God. It's just like most of the times when you're in a new relationship, you like, you know, you don't really answer anybody else's phone calls. You don't even answer your parents' phone calls. You just like, I want to have some alone time with this person. And that's how it is when we're seeking God on a day to day basis. We got to have some solitude. The scripture in Matthew 6, 6 through 7. Matthew, Matthew 6, 6 through 7. The word of the Lord says, but you, when you pray, go into your room. And when you have shut the door, pray to your father who is in the secret place and your father who sees in the secret will reward you openly. And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think they will be heard for their many words. And um. Here's a here's a story. Like when I first really just started to pray, I always was in a public setting. Just, you know, I'll be at church and I just pray to myself. And then after God started, you know, revealing to me, you know, start praying out loud. And, you know, I was like, God, what do do I need to pray? What? Why? I mean, I don't know what to pray. And he just told me, be real with him. And then at that moment, I ain't listening I'm going to be real. I wasn't listening. I wanted to have the super large words like the other people was praying. Sometimes when people praying the super big words and the super, you know, integrity, all that kind of stuff, like people will miss it. You know, we just got to be real with God. We just got to come to him and be like, Lord, how you doing today? <laughs> you know, Lord, you know, today it's, it's been pretty good. I mean, it's been pretty bad. You know, the people in my job, you know, just really... Talk to him. Just be real with God. God already knows you anyway, but he wants you to say that out of your mouth. You got to be real with him. You don't have to go to prayer when you're saying, oh, well, you know what? I don't think I'm good enough to pray in front of the church because I, I don't sound, you know, intellectual like this past over here. Well, my words is not deep enough like this minister over here. Well, I need to sound, in order for me to pray, I got to sound like, you know, TDJ. So I got to sound like, you know, different preachers, you know, and stuff. I got to sound like this. No, God wants you to come to him just as you are. Be real with him. Uh, In in solitude, you got to take time to recharge. Um, recently I noticed that, you know, when I really put the phone down and when I really take, you know, social media off and even doing my homework, I noticed that when I am in God's word, there's like a recharge. You ever just felt something in your spirit when you're praying and you're reading God's word, preparing, preparing for something. And it just feels like you just got, uh, you know, a boost of energy that just comes in you. When you're in solitude and when you're seeking God's word, you gotta take that time to recharge, especially for those who are constantly giving out. And you, know, and you notice that some people that give out so much and do not recharge, they end up going, their juice goes down. Their battery power goes down and they end up getting attacked even more because the enemy, especially if he see that you're weak, he see that you're fat, he's going to come at you. Okay, for uh, for example, he did the same thing to Jesus. He knew that Jesus was weak and he came to Jesus when he was weak. He ain't going to come at you when you're strong. He ain't going to come at you when you fully charged. Oh, he going to come at you when you weak. So you definitely got to take some time to like turn off all the, you know, turn off all the distractions and say, you know what, Lord, it's just going to be me and you. We're just going to, I'm going to seek your face on today. I'm going to seek your face tomorrow. I'm going to seek your face, you know, all the time and recharge. It's like, how can you, it's just like for this laptop. If I unplug this laptop right now, it's just going to turn off because there's something wrong with the little fuse thing in there, but it needs to be plugged up in order to stay on. So when you get into God's word and you're seeking his face and you're in solitude, you got to stay recharged. You got to connect yourself back to the power source. You might have been Preaching to people all week. You might have been telling about God's goodness and, and, and just drained by the end of the week. You gotta take some time to connect back to that this power source right here. You gotta say, you just gotta connect back to the power source. You gotta seek through his word. And um, and wow, when I and I thought about it's like seek through his word, I'll like, say, you know, okay, we heard that a lot, but we gotta really dive into his word. You know, don't be ashamed. I'm I'm one to say that sometimes if there's a scripture that's on my mind and I can't think exactly where it's at, I will Google it. I will type in I will type in the first part of it and I will Google it and I and then I find the scripture. Then I go back to the Bible and then I read it and say, okay, that's the scripture that uh, God wants uh, you know wants me to preach about or the the word that He has for me today. Google it. Ain't, don't be ashamed of Googling. I know most people be like, well, don't rely, rely on technology. Well, guess what you got? If you can find that keyword, there's a dictionary at the back of the Bible. There's a dictionary somewhere or a concordance at the back of the Bible. There you you can find that word, and you can find that scripture for it. You can go to if you wanna if you wanna go deeper. You got the Strong's Concordance and dictionary. You can go to Hal Price Bookstore. You can find something to really seek His word, especially if you're confused about it. And even if you're confused about it, you just ask God, "What is this scripture about?" I'm thinking of a scripture, but God give it to me, and then He will give it to you because the word says, "Ask," and it should be. given given unto you. So seek through his word. Once you seek through his word, you will really be able to understand it. Let me continue. The one thing that um, that God really showed me is praying his word. Praying his word. I was like, because most people, they were like, you know, even me, when I first started praying and even I had, uh, you know, trouble with, you know, praying, I didn't know what to pray. A, a friend of mine had told me a long time ago, pray his word, literally just take his word, his scripture and just pray it. But like, Lord, I thank you for this day that, you know, that, you know, just like in Joshua one and nine, it says, be strong and be courageous. You know, um, you know. The word, you know, say stuff like, you know, God, I thank you on this day that your word says, I declare and I decree that be strong and courageous. Do not be dismayed for the Lord God is with you wherever you go. That is that is literally verbatim. Joshua one nine. It it doesn't it's prayer is not hard. You just got to, you know, really get deep. And dive into seeking him. If you like, I don't know what to pray, find Google, (laughs) search the scripture that you're looking for and whatever's troubling you, and pray that scripture. It's just that simple. (laughs) You know, when you pray his, when you pray his word, it's like, it's like music to his ears. I can imagine him up and like, yes, I like, yes, I like to hear that. Yes, I like that. Yes. Be strong and courageous. Yes. Yes. Not in a boasting way, but he loves to hear his word. The Bible says that the angels hearken to the word of God. So his word is powerful, sharp. You know, double, uh, sharpening any double-edged sword, piercing in the body and the soul and the spirit and the bone and the marrow. So his word is just that powerful. So when you seek his word and you start praying his word, you go into that next step right there. It's just like um, um, Pastor Eric, he was uh, talking about um, on Friday about the job, like how he kept his peace and saying that, um, you know, If I'd have got back with that supervisor, you know, I would have been in, you know, some trouble, something like that. If I'd, you know, if I'd let my allow myself to get out of control, you know, I thought about that. I was like, you know what, I'm having trouble on the job. You know what, this week I need to start playing God's word. Uh, The scripture in Exodus 14 and 14 that said, "The Lord will fight for you, and you shall hold your peace." I was like, wow. And then God said. You know he he started downloading that to my spirit. Your word says, "I declare the Lord will fight for you, and you shall hold your peace." That's praying His word. If you don't know what to pray, find the word, find that word, and just pray it. That's you can. That can probably be it right there. You, some, you know, some of us will be like, you know what? I, I can't really pray no 30, 40 minutes and stuff like that. If you just pray that simple scripture right there, that's a that's all you need. And once you get that down into your spirit and once you recite it out of your mouth and you start to believe, that's when the manifestation happens. Knock. <laughs> the thing is, when it comes to knocking on that door, we have to allow God to work it out. We have to allow God to work it out. You know, the illustration when Pastor Eric was talking about, you know, working things out, uh, Pastor Eric, holded, he holded his peace. He didn't come at, you know, come back at this supervisor pretty hard, but God still worked it out. When we, when we hold our peace, I know it's hard. It's hard when we like, you know what? I want to give it to that person. That person, you know, that person that has been messing with me for so long. That that supervisor, that manager, that family member, they've been getting them under my skin for so long. I just want to let them have it. But the thing is, God is saying, hold your peace. If you, if you dive deep into it, Jesus could have had those legions of angels come and slay all of those people when he was getting crucified. He said, you know what? I'm getting whipped them out. You know what? Get them. I'm tired of this. Lord, I'm, Father, I'm sorry, but come and get them. But he said, not my will, but your will be done. So when you hold your peace, when you allow God to work it out, when you're knocking on that door and things might not seem the way it seems in your favor, you got to allow God to work it out. The thing is, God might have already worked it out, but we don't even see it. But he wants us to humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God and he will exalt him in due time. Sometimes God will, you know, withhold those things because, you know, going back to asking, he might know that we might have some ill intentions in our heart. And he wants us to be mature in a sense to receive that opportunity or receive that blessing. You know, um, sometimes we got to play the waiting game. You know, when I think about this, I'm like, you know what, Lord, you know, I've done right. I've I've uh, I've sought your face. Uh, I've been praying this week, but sometimes we got to wait. You know, you know, things might not happen overnight things will happen over time. Now, disclaimer, some things might happen overnight, but that's in God's timing. That's in God's timing. His realm of time is totally different than our time. So he already knows exactly what's going to happen. So his timing is a little different. So sometimes we're playing a waiting game. Our waiting game might be a year or two from down the line, but in God's eyes, it's pretty much the next hour. It's already worked out in God's eyes in the next hour. Time has to, you know, per- permit itself. God is not going to give you premature blessings. God is not going to give you premature blessings. When you knock and you like, Lord, open up the door. He's not going to give it to you premature because most of the time, if we get it premature, we will mess it up. We will we will mess it up in a heartbeat. That's why God wants us to be spiritually mature. You know, most of the time we hear maturity think, Well, I got to be grown up. I got to have the right. You got to be spiritually mature in order to handle the things that God has for you. Because if we're not spiritually mature, we would not be able to handle it. And we will be able, we will mess it up fast, quick, and a hurry. And we'd be like, Lord, what happened? You wasn't mature enough spiritually to handle the thing that God has for you. You know, God's timing is everything. And when we rely on God's timing, he will be able to do something that really blows our mind. You know, just thinking about the message, I was like, wow, this, uh, this message was the same thing, but he said, I'm going to give you something different. His timing is everything. You know, the one thing that when it comes to knocking on that door of opportunity and you're seeking God, do not run ahead of him trying to do it your own way. (laughs) Do not try. To Do it your own way that goes back to that decoy. If you're if you if you don't got past, the, if you haven't got past the ask part and you fell for that decoy and you try to do it your own way, it would literally end in disaster. That's just going back to the whole impala thing. I thought it was, I thought it was a good idea. I thought it was, you know, good doing it my way and didn't even see God. I didn't even really pray. I was just desperate. The enemy will pray on your desperation. He will pray, he will pray on your desperation. P-R-E-Y. He will pray on your desperation and throw those decoys in front of you. So don't try to, you know, run ahead of God trying to create the own way because of the fact that, you know, we get in so impatient, you know, if the door is locked, do not try to pick it, <laughs> you know, that, you know, you reach out, you get to that door. It's just like that, uh, the movie, you know, the escape room, So right, And, you know, um, in the escape room. In order to get out of that particular room, you have to solve these different puzzles. In this life, we we have these different puzzles of life. You know, life, life more abundantly. You know, sometimes we might go through heartaches. Well, you know, how can we get through this? We got to put that different puzzle together in order, put those pieces together in order to get out of this escape room. But most of the times when I I looked at that movie, people was trying to pick the lock. People was trying to find ways to get out of there. And then when it got to the point where that room started sinking down onto them, that's when they started to think. Mm. (laughs) Sometimes... God allow those situations when you're at your moment. He's like, all you have to do is breathe and think, think. Then, then the people started looking around and say, okay, now if I put this together, put this together and then the door opened But most of the time in the beginning, when that door is right there, you're like, Lord, I'm getting, I'm getting so impatient. You know what? Let me let me take this and I'm gonna try to. Ah, it's not working. Lord, you said it was gonna work. He didn't tell you to pick the lock. He said, knock. And the door will be open. That means he is on the other side saying, "Mm, come on in or here's here's the blessing you know just like a person that's ordering uber eats you hungry as soon as they knock they you ring that doorbell and you open up the door that's exactly how we have to see it when knocking on that door of opportunity we got to allow him to open up the door instead of trying to pick the lot you know most of the times we get impatient we try to kick that door in (laughs) oh yeah We'll try to kick that door in. You think about in my strength. You know what? I'm strong enough. That door doesn't look that hard. You know what? I'm going to try to kick it in. I'm going to try to punch it in. And in that movie, the escape room, they was trying to punch the door, punch the door. They was trying to kick the door. And they was yelling. They was getting frustrated. And then after they solved the puzzle, they had to think, you know, what? all it had to take for me to solve a puzzle. If, if we'd have thought like that in the beginning. If we'd have thought, you know what, let me just take some time and breathe and think, get into solitude, get some instructions from the Holy Spirit, allow the Holy Spirit to lead and guide us. We'll be able to allow God to just open up that door because most of the time when we're, tra- when we're pushing, we're, we're punching, we are using, we are wasting unnecessary energy unnecessary energy we're fighting battles that we're not supposed to fight because the Bible says the Lord will fight our battles that is that secret sauce when you ask seek and knock when you when you allow God to fight those battles it will be easier than if you was to try to do it you know most of the times um, you might see a fight you know The person might be roughed up and there's always this big brother (laughs) that say, hey, don't worry. I got this. You've been fighting this dude all this time. And it takes this one person that's a big brother. He don't even fight. (laughs) He don't even have to fight. The opponent looks at him. And says, you know what? I don't want to mess with him. That's how it is when you allow God to fight those battles. When you allow God to fight those battles, it's like that. You've been fighting that devil all the time. You've been fighting that addiction. You've been fighting all that stuff that's been holding you down for 20 to 30 years, for 10 years if you're younger. If you've been trying to fight this stuff all the time and you fighting your hair is messed up, you got bruises everywhere. You can't, you have so much wasted energy. You're trying to overcome that temptation of smoking. You're trying to overcome that temptation of falling you're trying to overcome that temptation of gambling you're trying to overcome that stuff you're doing it in your own way you are busted up and it takes for that big brother to come around and uh face that temptation all he has to do is walk behind you and that enemy just takes off running that's how we are supposed to allow God to fight those battles. <laughs> the Lord, don't, he don't even have to lift a the finger. They just look at Him and they will flee. That's just like the Bible says that you know demons cowered at the presence of God and His Word. When when Legion saw Jesus, they saw that Spirit. They ran. They begged. Him, When the Lord fights your battles, it's that big, strong brother that do not nobody do not want to mess with. So that's how that's how it is when we have when we are allowing God to help us in life. It's that secret sauce that that secret sauce is asking, seeking and knocking and really just trusting in him. It might be hard. It might it might be difficult. You know, sometimes you might fail. You know, most of the times we fall. Ain't nothing wrong with that. You know, you can get back up again, just like Donna McCluck said You can get back, we fall down and we get up. So we have to keep on pressing because the, you know, the rate, the race, you know, it's not easy, but it's not impossible. It might not be easy, but it's not impossible. You can Persevere, you can do it. Father God, we just thank you that this message pierced, you know, hearts, that it renewed minds. Father, we just thank you for this day, Lord God. Thank you that we have the freedom, you know, to come to you with and ask, seek, and knock. Most people in different countries do not have that opportunity. People, if they even have a scripture, they would get stoned in other countries because that other country don't believe it. So, Lord, we are thanking you and we giving you praise, honor and glory that we have the freedom to come to you, even on a Zoom call to fellowship around your word. And I just ask all of these things in Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. I'm going to give it back into the hands of Pastor Harris. If you want to know more information, go to lostintransitionministries.com. For inspirational videos, subscribe. Subscribe to my YouTube channel, D.DotSillman. If you want reading material that's gonna bless your soul that's gonna motivate you and just keep you pushing to the next day check out my new book called Lost in Transition Reflections you can catch it on Amazon and also it's available on Kindle if you want to get in contact with me email me at DLS at if you want to follow me on social media go to Lost in Transition Ministries on Facebook Check out the page. And also my personal Facebook page is Derek Silmer. Lost in Transition Ministries, the Lit Podcast. God bless.